Hello and welcome back to the HFFL pod. It's nice to have you boys back. Um, I'm going to have my own little segment here tonight. Uh, then Rich and Walt also have a segment, so it should be a good time here. Um, I'm going to go over the week two results. Uh, then I'm going to do a little quick and dirty fab review. And then after that, I'm going to break down and pick each matchup for week four. So, uh, recent trades, we don't have any. Um, HFFL has really slowed down on the trade huh, trade front. I'm kind of surprised by that. But at the same time, um, you know, the league is pretty set. Everybody right now is, you know, thinking they've got a shot and thinking that uh, if they're having a bad start, they're going to bounce back. If they're having a great start, they're going to stay there. Um, so we'll get some real clarity here probably in the next two weeks. Um, and I do think we'll start seeing some more deals. Um, onto my record here for my lock of the week. I moved to 2-0, and um, even though Corey said in the chat that I picked him as my lock to lose. Um, I double-checked my notes, and uh, I actually picked Jeff to beat Sam. I know I really went out on a limb there, but uh, looks like Sam is who we thought he was. Um, he does have the lowest points for uh, through two weeks. And then for my upset, I picked W Baby Love over Rich, um, and Lamar came out swinging the pole on the Sunday Night Football, as I said needed to happen, and he was able to get that uh, big win there over Rich. So good for Walt Baby Love there. Uh, for our week two matchups, um, this was another high-scoring week, uh, but it did kind of regress a little bit uh, compared to last week anyway. Um, we, like I said before, we're in year three of the scoring system, um, and the average score per team was 187 points last week. Um, like I said, it dropped a little bit down to 178, uh, like I said last week. Um, that average last year was in the mid to low 170s uh, over the course of the year, if you averaged it all out. Um, so, And actually, through two weeks... Um, scoring is actually slightly down compared to what it was in 2020. So I was kind of surprised to see that. Um, on Rich's segment last week, <clears throat> he made a proclamation basically saying that the potential points will be higher with the flex option, you know, thus affecting the draft order. Um, as basically he's stating that this is an unintended consequence uh, with the roster flexibility rule change. He did leave open that league parity being increased, you know, could be partially part of it, but. Um, I think we should examine this um, over the course of the year. I, th I think he's onto something here. Um, it's definitely a logical hypothesis. It is definitely something we can break down. Um, so I just checked the numbers a little bit through two weeks um, in 2019 and 2020, like I said, because they are, as far as the scoring system goes, they're the same. There are some minor roster differences both years, um, the addition of the taxi squad being a big one. Uh, but we'll go through it here. So potential points this year, uh, teams over 450 in potential points through week two. There's six teams over 450 seven teams over 400, and there's one team under 400, which is Kobe, at 398, so barely under 400. Uh, last year in that same time frame, we have four teams over 450, so two less. Uh, we have seven teams over 400, so the same amount, and we had two, or three, excuse me, three teams under 400. Uh, Corey was under 300. I mean, that's kind of silly. Obviously, he's tanking. Uh, the next lowest, though, was Mike at 398, so Sands. Corey's absolute tank fest, which was intentional. Um, you know, the, the lowest scores through in potential points is, is just about the same. Uh, potential points through week two uh, in 2019, there were three teams over 450, so a big drop there. Uh, five teams over four, 400, so a little bit lower there. And then six teams under 400. Or excuse me, yeah. So five teams over 400, six teams under 400, uh, with Mike being the low there again at 340. Um, some takeaways here. So scoring in 2020 and 2021 is clearly higher than it was in 2019. 
like I said, with the taxi squad, I do think that's why um, when you allow teams to stash, you know, these, these lottery pick rookies, these third and fourth round rookies who don't produce at all year one and year two, you know, use those guys on taxi squad and they don't affect your potential points. Then you use those for those extra roster spots on productive veterans. I mean, it's pretty obvious that that's going to increase your potential points, um, which is why the potential points in 2019 are definitely lower than in 2020 and 2021. Um, you know, it's kind of like that Jalen Guyton effect, if you think about it. You know, you got a guy like Jalen Guyton on your roster. He's he's tough to start. Obviously, he doesn't he can't go on your taxi squad. He's too far into the league. But, you know, he's got that guy on their bench. Or, excuse me, like, I have that guy on my bench. I'm not going to start him, you know, barring some major catastrophe. But there's going to be three weeks a year where he has a 50-yard touchdown. And, you know, in a perfect best ball lineup, your potential point lineup, you know, he would have been a starter. So that's why um, the potential points are higher in 2019 or in 2020 and 2021 versus 2019. Um, so we'll keep looking at this data, you know, it, it, see if Rich ends up correct. Um, I think it's a little too early to tell, but I do think he's got a strong hypothesis. I think he's onto something here. So quick reviews for last week's game, uh, me versus Julian. <laughs> um, in my notes, I had uh, said, as of now, Julian has two tight ends in his lineup and it's not Kelsey and Waller. Ouch. Yeah. It didn't really matter. Um, I lost to a guy who started five players at the two worst positions in our league scoring at tight end there in DL. So, you know, and he smacked me around. So kudos to you. This is, this is why Julian's dangerous. Mike Evans, Derrick Henry, they combined for 70. You know, when his offense scores 137, which is the highest total this year so far, you know, he's going to be very tough to beat when he has those boom weeks. And as long as those two are healthy, he has the potential for those two boom weeks. And now that Justin Fields is starting, I think his, his ability to have a blow-up week is even higher. Uh, Ryan versus Mike. Mike only scored 147. He only had 180 in potential points. He scored 210 last week, so it's kind of hard to find out right now what is the real Mike team. Got a little Jekyll and Hyde situation going on here. Uh, Ryan had another 200-point-plus week. He looks like a legitimate contender. Um, and I don't really know what it is with people who aren't starting players that aren't playing. Uh, Ryan last week scores starts Evan Bush. He was ruled out at 9 a.m. on Sunday. Ryan still starts him. Guys, I got to say, make your life easy. Get Sleeper. Sign up for their alerts. It's free. Fantasy Pros, my playbook, you can get their alerts for free. This stuff's too easy. This can't be happening. It actually happened again last night. Um, I'm doing this on Friday. This happened on Thursday night to Corey. If you're on the app, for some reason, everybody keeps saying the app is not showing them players' status, You know whether they're questionable, out, whatever. Stop using the app. It's literally optimized to be used on your your phone's browser. Just use that. It's made for that. That's what it's for. Um, but luckily for Ryan, you know, this game wasn't really all that close, uh, but playoffs position is always tight with points for, you know, when you're up there at the top, you know, whether you are able to get into playoffs, whether you're playing for that by, you know, you're going to need every point you can get coming towards that end of the year, especially this year with that week, weeks 14, you know, that reseeded regular season game. That is going to make things absolutely crazy. I think this, you know, Rich is talking about how flex is, making our potential points potentially different, potentially affecting our draft capital. I think this is going to have a bigger effect, probably the single biggest effect of anything. That's going to be wild. That's going to be a very fun podcast. That's definitely one I got to do live and get everybody on there and have a good one here. Uh, but Ryan, 2-0, feeling good. Um, obviously, now that we know he lost CMC last night for a little while, probably feeling a little different, but I did these notes, uh, finished them Wednesday. So Scott versus Corey. This was the game of the week for me. Uh, Corey came out of nowhere and, and wins a slobber knocker here. Uh, this one came down to the wire on Monday Night Football. It's the type of game that, you know, tuckers up the old b-hole the entire time you're watching. 
Both teams did finish below that league average in total points for the week. Um, turned out to be a defensive slugfest, really. Uh, for Corey, he is looking like a legitimate playoff team, even though he started somebody last night that was out. <laughs> he said, uh, hopefully the sacrifice works. I think that's kind of funny. Um, but he's third in, poten- or in points four, fifth in potential points. Um, he did have a below average week, but, you know, Kyler is scoring half of his offensive points right now, or he did last, last week, I should say. But his defense comes to play, a 90-point week there. Um, Scott is uh, showing a little chinks in his armor here through two weeks. You know, those fears of Saquon coming back slow off injury and the poor New York Giants offense, it's kind of been prevalent to start the year. You know, the fears of Alvin Kamara losing a chunk of those check downs that he's been getting from Breeze for his entire career, that's kind of come true so far. You know, the fear of OBJ returning slowly from his knee injury, that's kind of been true so far. You know, he is back this week, so we'll see what kind of target share he can get with uh, Jarvis Landry out. The fear of Kenny Galladay moving to a bad offense, you know, just chasing the bag, that's kind of come true. You know, the fear of Mike Williams breaking out and potentially lowering the upside of Keenan Allen, that seems to have kind of come true um, here through two weeks. You know, the fear of his quarterback being a weak spot, uh, that's kind of been true. You know, his bench wide receivers have been going nuts. Um, this week he's starting Daniel Jones. You know, who knows what's going to happen there. That's kind of kind of a tough spot. But, guys, it's been two weeks. It's been two weeks. Let's just think about that. Five letters here just for everybody out there in Packer land and yourself today. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. Scott has a very deep roster. All right, let's all relax here. He's still the title favorite, even though he's fifth in points four right now and seventh in potential points. The 0-2 start, obviously not what anybody thought would happen. He's going to be fine. He plays Mike this week. You know, I wouldn't put this into like complete and must win territory just yet. But obviously a win's gonna be very helpful here, you know, if he's trying to get a bye. Um, but just relax. It's gonna be fine. All right, next matchup. Corey versus Brendan. Corey comes out, gets a big, much needed win. He is feeling great. He's got a pod he put out. Everybody loves content. Hell of a job on that, Corey. Loved it. Anybody else that wants to do an impromptu pod, please do it. It's freaking awesome to get something like that. Totally unexpected. Any content on the HFFL is great content as far as I'm concerned. Awesome. Good work, Corey. Um, through two weeks, uh, Scott, or Scott, excuse me, Corey has the highest scoring defense in the HFFL. Um, I'm kind of surprised by that. I knew he had a decent defense, but high scoring through two weeks, I didn't see that coming. Uh, before the second straight week, Corey scores below the league average on offense. Um, he actually the league's worst offense through two weeks. Um, he's kind of like the HFFL's version of Jeff Fisher right now. Horrible offense, great defense. Maybe he goes 500, you know, Jeff Fisher, career 8-8 eight eight guy. Um, but he seems like he's going to be a team that's consistently at that 170, 175 points. You know, it kind of seems like his ceiling is low. But he's a threat to win every week. Um, if he's, you know, if he's scoring 170, 175, he's a threat to win. So, good for you there, Corey. I like to start you off to, Brendan. Now, like I said with with Scott, it's only been two weeks, right? But we got to sound the alarm here. It is time to panic if you're Brendan. He is in trouble. He's 13th in points for. He's 11th in potential points. I touted Brendan as a preseason favorite. I To say that he's off to a bad start, I mean, that is a massive understatement. 
he's in a get right spot here with Sam against Sam this week. But if he loses and he goes to zero and three, I think he might be done. I think he should. He's got to win this week. No more lineup errors. Like it gotta happen. This just is an absolute must win for him. Total opposite scenario of of Scott. Must win. Sam versus Jeff. Sam has an efficiency rating of 60%. He's at 64% through two weeks. I think that's the worst I've ever seen through a two-week span. That's horrific. Um, But we've all kind of been where Sam is, where everything you're trying with your starting lineup just flops. Word of advice here to you, Sam. Think long and hard. Check everything. Select your lineup. Then once you've selected your lineup, do the exact opposite. Like, start all your bench guys, put them in your lineup, and just roll with it. It just... Crazy, 64%. That's just bad. Jeff, 2-0, but he's kind of off to a slow start here. He's only 10th in points for and potential points. Uh, the truth is he's he's lucky to be 2-0, but frankly, sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. I mean, 2-0 is 2-0, and at the end of the day, all that really matters is that you win. You know, if you've got more wins than the next guy, then you're in the playoffs. So Jeff's off to a very good start. Um, I do expect him to get off this uh, little low-scoring rut he's got and get closer to that 200-point mark this week. So... Um, I expect Jeff to rebound here. Kobe versus Kellen. Kobe was so close to an absolute all-time comeback. Comes into Monday Night Football, down 100 points, four guys. Somehow he cuts it to 10. I mean, it had to make Kellen clench a little bit. If Jeff had started, or Jeff, if Kobe had started A.J. Green or Darius Slayton or Quintez Cephas over MVS, he wins. Uh, but he started MVS and... Aaron Rodgers missed him a couple times deep, wide open. Um, Frankly, Kobe probably should have won this game. But, you know, he just, it didn't happen. They missed. And now Kobe's 0-2. He's 12th in points four. He's 14th in potential points. Uh, It's time. It's time to sell off the assets, Kobe, and just just lean into that rebuild. Might as well just do it. I'm there for Kellen. You know, he's got his act together. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Just disappointed in Kellen. You know, the, the gamesmanship, the, the drama. This is a 2-0 and team. This is a guy who's fourth in points four and potential points. He's truly a legitimate contender. And he's out here playing child's games. I'm not mad, Kellen. Just disappointed. Walt versus Rich. I went full Nostradamus on this one. Um, I said Walt needed a big light from Lamar, and he needed, might be able to steal and get that upset. And, well, here we are. Uh, Walt is now sixth in points four and fifth in potential points. Uh, it's kind of one of those things. Is this real? Like, is is Walt legitimate or is this a mirage? So I'm very interested to see where he goes the next couple weeks, um, especially if he's able to get healthy here. Maybe Walt's real. Maybe this is uh, the coming out party for the old Walt baby love. So, yeah, I'm very interested in that. And then Rich, um, one and one. He's ninth in potential points, sixth in points, or, or excuse me, ninth in points four, sixth in potential points. You know, he's a solid team. I kind of expected more from him, you know, after he made the Chris Carson trade late in the offseason. He made that Zeke trade last year. Uh, so we'll see how he bounces back in week three. Uh, playoff position, we've got Ryan and Corey with the buys currently, and then Kellen, Jeff, Jim, Walt are the three through six there. So we'll see how that plays out. And then the current 2022 top five of the HFFL draft, we have Kobe, at the 1.01, that pick is owned by Julian. We have Mike at the 1.02, that pick is owned by Corey. We have Corey at the 1.03, that pick is owned by Brendan. We have Brendan at the 1.04, that pick is owned by Kobe. And then we have Jeff still at the 1.05. I'm still kind of surprised by that. 
Um, I don't expect that to last, but we'll see. Uh, weekly fab review here. I'm running a little longer than I anticipated, but, you know, content is content. Favorite ad of the week, um, Michael Carter, the safety from the Jets to Scott for nine. Um, I think, you know, Scott did well last year with Marcus May. You know, he paid a lot less this time and got a similarly productive player. So it'll be interesting to see if uh, Michael Carter is able to sustain his start to the season here. Uh, my least favorite, I'm actually going to have two. Um, and I think both were by Julian. Yes, they were. Um, Jason Odafe Oa for seven. I hate three, four outside linebackers. He's never going to have DE eligibility in Baltimore. Uh, to me, that's a waste of fab. Not a fan. And then J- Jacoby Brissett for six. Like, why? There's no upside with Jacoby Brissett. Kirk's been red hot, and now Justin Fields is starting this week. Like, it just it seems like a waste. He wasted $13 this week. Like, spend that somewhere else. Biggest overspend very easily was Brendan <laughs> spending 25 bucks on Devin McCourty. Um, the highest that anybody had spent on a DB so far this year is 9 bucks. I mean, a solid player, but I think a bid like 12 knocks that out. So I don't really know why he went so hard after Devin McCourty. It's not like he's a young guy or anything or an elite fantasy guy his whole career. I just, he's just a guy. Uh, then my biggest value. I'm going to go with this weird <laughs> Biggest value, doesn't even make sense, is Kellen cutting Cleveland Farrell. He totally whiffed on this guy. And the Raiders obviously totally whiffed on this guy. And this is just selfish of me. It's nice to see somebody else other than me absolutely swing and miss on a premium pit with a prospect, you know, like I did last year with, uh, I don't even know his name anymore, Keyshawn Vaughn. You know, it just happens. All right, week two matchups. Uh, So we've got Walt versus Jim. Walt was obviously better than advertised last week. He's definitely has better matchups than I do this week. Lamar getting the Lions. I mean, really, what else did he be said? But I'm um, coming off a big loss here, and I really need this uh, W, so I'm going to say Jim wins. Corey versus Ryan. Corey's defense will play tough again this week. Um, I don't think he has the offensive firepower to beat Ryan in this one. Ryan has some tough matchups, but I think he takes care of business. Like I said, I wrote these notes before CMC got injured, and obviously he did not do much. But I stand by my pick. Ryan wins. Mike versus Scott. I'm not going to lie. I really want to pick Mike here, and there's legitimate reasons to believe that Mike can do it. He does have some good matchups. Jeff is starting Daniel Jones. I mean, that is an absolute recipe for disaster. He's either going to score 30 or he's going to score 3. seems like there's nothing in between for him, It's and he's due for one of those ridiculous four turnover type of games. But um, I'm really not sure if he has the firepower. Mike has the firepower to hang with Scott. Um, If he gets to 200, he has a shot, but I think Scott's going to go ahead and win this game. Brennan versus Sam. Um, Either one of them, if you lose this week, your season is probably over and you probably automatically turn into a seller. Uh, Sam, like I said, has had horrible efficiency. You know, is he able to get that right this week? Brennan's had a terrible start. You know, can he find his footing um, this is a game that I believe Brendan has to win. He is flat out better than Sam, so I'm going to go ahead and say it, that Brendan is going to get his head out of his ass here, and he's going to get this win. Come on, Brendan, get it done. Kobe versus Jeff, and Sam, I love you. Congratulations on your engagement, but Brendan, you got to make me look good here. I picked you in the preseason. been telling you all over the place. Get it together. Kobe versus Jeff. Uh, as Lee Corso likes to say, this one will be closer than the experts think. Um, I considered taking Kobe out right here. Uh, I know my model hates Kobe, but I really think he's got some bright spots. I'm interested to see what Allen Robinson can do with Justin Fields as the starter. Uh, but I think Jeff's going to pull this out. The spread is Jeff minus 17. 
And if uh, this were a DraftKings bet, I would definitely take Kobe and the points there. Um, but that's obviously not an option here. Jeff wins in a close one. Julian versus Kellen. Uh, Julian whooped on me last week. He's got his uh, two tight end lineup back in play. I really just don't buy it. Not a fan of the two tight end lineup, um, especially in a league that's not two tight end premium and you don't have elite tight ends. Uh, but, hey, roasted me last week with it, so whatever. Uh, but I'm going to take Kellen, and this is going to be my lock of the week here. Kellen's going to get this done. Uh, Corey versus Rich. Corey, like I said earlier, is off to a red-hot start. Kyler has been just unreal, and he gets the Jags this week. Uh, Rich is off to a middling start, but I really love the matchups that Rich has this week. So I'm going to go with Rich. Rich, don't let me down. Rich wins in my upset of the week. All right, boys, that's going to do it for me. Uh, next up, we're going to have Rich with his uh, Monday morning quarter, third-string quarterback segment, and then Walt Baby Love will take us home. All right, have a good night, fellas. Hello and welcome back to the HFFL pod. Today we are going to talk a little bit about week four. <clears throat> um, I'm going to go ahead and go over the week three results. Um, I'll do a fab review and then I'll break down each pick and each matchup here for week four. Uh, there was actually a trade this week. Ryan and I made a little bit of an exchange. Uh, Jeff was very opinionated on it. Um, I gave Ryan, Jamal Williams, and Chase Edmonds. Uh, Ryan gave me his 2023 first to me. Reason I did this deal, um, Jamal Williams and Chase Edmonds, while solid depth players, um, neither one of them are, you know, the potential you get with a first round pick. So I just don't uh, see a lot of upside with either one of these guys. Um, Jamal's nice, decent player, but uh, DeAndre Swift's only going to get more and more touches as the season goes on. And then Chase Edmonds, <clears throat> you know, he's a solid player. Finished, I think, running back 23, running back 24 last year, but he does zero touchdown upside. Um, plays on a team where he's basically a between the 20s type of guy. He's in a contract year. You know, who knows what happens to him after this year, but I don't know. To me, it was a pretty easy decision. Um, I think I can just start, you know, Juju or Henry Ruggs or whatever in the flex there if I need to. So um, pretty easy decision there for me. But um, going on to looking at the week three review, um, I'm now 3-0 and in my locks. Kellen comes through and gets the win for me on Monday Night Football. Um, he is now 3-0 and and in first place. And then for my upset, Rich comes through. Gets the upset against Corey. Um, shout out to Corey and Rich here, uh, Corey Stevens and Rich, for joining me in this 7-0 club last week in the Pickums. Um, obviously, it must have been uh, pretty easy if all three of us did it there. So uh, we're into, like I said before, um, we're going to go through week three data. Um, we're going to try to do a little bit of data here, a little bit here there. Um, I want to just kind of bring bring out some of the scoring and just, just discuss it a little bit here. So we're, like I said, we're in week, uh, we are in year three of the scoring system. Um, week one, as we talked about, was very high scoring. <clears throat> um, we scored 187 this year. The average between 2019 and 2020 combined was 180, uh, with the offensive average this year being 97, defensive average being 78. Week two kind of regressed a little bit. Um, the week two scoring was 179, um, 96 on offense, 73 on defense. And in 2019 and 2020, it was 177, so a little bit higher on average than those two years. Uh, but week three, week three took quite the plunge. Um, this year, we had 169 points team average in week three. Uh, the average in 2019 and 2020 was 181. Uh, last week, we had an average of 88 points scored on offense, average of 70 on defense. So should be interesting to see 
uh, if the scoring stays down low or if it kind of goes back up to where it was weeks one and weeks two. But historically speaking, uh, weeks one and week two are pretty much the highest scoring weeks of the year. I mean, it makes sense. Everybody is the healthiest probably that they are. There's no bye weeks. Um, it just it just makes sense for the early season to be higher scoring than the later season. Um, so we will go ahead and move on to the quick reviews here. Uh, Walt versus Jim. This one was closer than I was uncomfortable. I was comfortable with. Um, and if uh, Hollywood Brown could catch, I think Walt has two, potentially three more touchdowns. Uh, if Blake Martinez stays healthy, Walt definitely wins. If you know one of those two things goes his way, and, and frankly, he wins if you know Hollywood Brown catches really one of those long touchdowns and it's really close, but um, I'll take a lucky win. As Jeff showed in weeks one and weeks two, lucky or not, you just got to win. Uh, Corey Stevens versus Ryan. Uh, both teams had really bad scoring weeks. Both were below average. Um, Ryan got lucky here. CD has his work, worst week of the year, um, and he ends up uh, letting Ryan get the win there on Monday Night Football. Corey's offense fails him again, um, but he, uh, both of these teams had average defensive weeks. Corey's was a little bit lower uh, than it was the past two weeks, but he is the number one defense through three weeks in the HFFL. Uh, Corey definitely needs to get a win next week to keep the dream alive, um, and we'll talk about his matchup here in a little bit. Mike versus Scott, uh, to the surprise of no one, Scott's back. You know, this was never really in question. He's the highest scoring team by 17 points on the week, and just like that, he is the number one team in points for and potential points again. Um, both of these teams are one and two. Uh, I think they're going in different directions, though. Mike is 10th in points for and 9th in potential points. Um, it's not all bad here, though, for Mike. His 70% efficiency is pretty bad. Um, he did have 230, 230 potential points this week, which was third on the week, um, but he's got to get a W this coming up week here. Uh, one and three would be very, very tough for him. Brendan and Sam. Brendan gets the much-needed W, but, um, but it's not all great in paradise here. He gets 106 from Josh Allen, Miles Garrett, and Malcolm Jenkins, which means he gets 78 points from his other 12 starters. But like we said, a win is a win. Um, and for Sam, this is probably the end of any hope. His efficiency did improve to a whopping 70%, uh, but he's now 0-3. He's last in points four, and he is 12th in potential points. Um, if not for Kobe, Sam would probably be a shoe-in for 1.01. I'm sorry, Sam. It's definitely time to sell anything that isn't young. Derek Carr, Tim Patrick, Sterling Shepard, they're all decent players on offense that he should be selling. Um, any defender not named Jeremy Chen should definitely be on the block <clears throat> and moved for anything of value here. Kobe versus Jeff. Uh, Kobe's done. My model nailed it. He's 13th in points four. He's last in potential points. Um, Allen Robinson, Aaron Jones, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, Miles Gaskin. I mean, these are all nice assets for other teams to try to land. He definitely does not have any untouchable players on defense either, um, but he's got lots of players that could help other teams. Uh, Jeff showed some life here. <clears throat> his, it was supposed to be his first, uh, first week above the league average for the week. Um, he led the offensive scoring this week, as a matter of fact, actually at 127, um, and the league average for the week was 88. So huge offensive explosion there for Jeff, but his defense was terrible. He only scored 59 on defense. Uh, but he has, he's 3-0. Uh, he's worked himself up to 7th in or points 4, but he is still 10th in potential points. Julian versus Kellen. <clears throat> Sorry. This one was in play, kind of, going into Monday Night Football. Um, Kellen just needed Dak to get 5. Um, obviously, it's never guaranteed because injuries happen, but he did get the 5, obviously. Uh, Julian falls to 1-2, and two, despite being 5th in points 4 and 6th in potential points. Um, it looks like the Mike Williams breakout is real. Uh, I sent Julian probably 30 offers this offseason for him. Um, I really felt like a real Corey Stevens, but uh, he kept declining and good for him. You know, it's, I really wish I had another 
really a share of Mike Williams and didn't uh, didn't wasn't able to get any this offseason. So Kellen, like I said, three and <clears throat> He is third in points for third in potential points. Uh, not shabby for a team that was trying to tank just a couple weeks ago. Uh, second best offensive scoring for the week. Kellen's real. He is definitely for real here. Uh, last time I said this, uh, Dak got hurt the next week. I don't want this to happen again. Um, I just want to say that I jinxed him last year. I'm not trying to jinx him this year. I don't want Dak to get hurt. I think that's bad for the NFL. Stay healthy, Dak. All right, Rich versus Corey. Uh, this was the upset of the week, and I nailed it here. Uh, Corey just kind of crumpled this week. This was his lowest scoring lowest score of the week here at 125. Um, and <laughs> Jalen Hurts uh, had a, a heck of a quote about taking a deuce. You flush it away. You don't stare at it. You just move on. So that's uh, that's what Corey's going to do here. He's just going to flush this deuce. He's going to move on, and he's not going to think about this anymore. Um, Rich gets a huge victory. Uh, he's over really. Corey was at one of the hotter teams in the league coming into this. Uh, but Rich is 2-1. and one. You know, he's in the middle of the pack in points for and potential points at ninth and 7th. Um, I still like his team. I think he can make some noise if he can get health or if he can stay healthy and get himself into the playoffs. And it's always nice to see uh, Zeke there with a big game. He's a lot of fun. All right, playoff positioning as it stands right now. The number one seed would be Kellen, the two seed Ryan, the three seed would be Jeff, the four seed would be me, the five would be Corey Hagerman, and the six would be Rich. And the current 2022 draft order, uh, Kobe, Kobe's team holds the 1.01. Um, that is held by Julian. Corey Stevens is the 1.02. That pick is held by Brendan. Corey Hagerman is the 103. He has his own pick there. Uh, 1.04 is Sam, which is owned by Julian. And 1.05 is still Jeff. Oh, well, it's not Jeff because Jeff would be in the playoffs as of now, but going with it anyway. Uh, the weekly fab review. Um, I actually have my favorite ad and my biggest value as the same pick this year or this week. Um, I, I like Tay Crowder for eight points or eight uh, bucks there to Kellen. Um, if he gets all of those Blake Martinez snaps, I mean, he could probably have top 20 linebacker rest of the season. So big fan of that ad there for Kellen. Uh, my least favorite is Peyton Barber to fit for to Rich for 15. Um, he's obviously he's behind Brandon Jacobs. You know, Drake plays the third down role there. I don't know if Jacobs is back this week, so he might get a week out of him. But it's just I don't know. Talk about a jag. I just I just can't imagine spending 15 bucks on Peyton Barber. Uh, biggest overspend I had was Zach Seiler here to Scott. Um, just I mean it's a, it's a lot of money to spend on Zach Seiler. Uh, I put a bid on him for a dollar. I don't think anybody else had a claim in. Um, and Scott, you know, as has been his fashion the last couple of years, he spends that fab early. He goes hard after guys and hopes for that season long value. So, you know, maybe he's onto something here. But uh, we'll see going forward. Okay, our week four matchups. Uh, we have Rich versus myself. Um, I do think this is going to be a very good matchup. I don't think there's any real advantage one way or the other um, with the weekly matchups for this week. Uh, I absolutely hate that uh, Darren Waller and Corey Littleton are on Monday Night Football, um, and I only have Derwin to kind of counter them. I know I'm going to be kind of sweating bullets, looking like Uncle Jeff, freaking out a little bit. Um, but, of course, you know, you got to have some faith in yourself, so let's go Snow Dudes. All right, Ryan versus Sam. Ryan made his move to get his running backs. Um, he would have had, like, no starting running back this week had he not made a move. Um, but he did He did get some starters there. I think he's got them both in his lineup as of now. Um, Ryan will be missing Christian McCaffrey and T. Higgins this week, so he is very vulnerable. Um, I'm, I really wanted to pick Sam here. I mean, I at one point, I even had Sam in the pick em, and I just, it's just, it's such a tall ask right now. Um, neither of these teams has good matchups, but I do think this is going to be close, um, but I think Ryan is able to squeak it out here. Scott versus Corey Stevens. Um, this is a bit of a rivalry game. 
uh, two of the more outspoken gentlemen in the chat. Um, but this is a, uh, this is a little bit tough here for Corey. Obviously, nothing would make Corey happier than to beat Scott. Um, but Corey has terrible matchups this week, and Scott has amazing matchups. Um, I just don't think the scar the stars align. The the MFL spread here is Scott minus thirty one, and I would lay these points. I think Scott wins. Um, this is. Let me double check that. No, I'm not going to make that my lock of the week because I'm not going to take the, the just easy one here. So we're going to move it along here. Mike versus Corey Hagerman. This is actually a really even matchup on paper. Um, Corey is sixth in points four. Mike is 10th. Uh, Corey is 12th in potential points. Mike is 9th. Um, I love that Cordero Patterson is fantasy relevant. I love it even more that somebody's using him in like an imaginative role. Uh, he was one of many first round uh, barrel snowman busts, but I uh, love the guy. I'll always love the guy. Fantastic, fantastic kick returner in college. You know, made a lot of big plays. You know, he helped me get Odell after his rookie year. Um, so nothing wrong with, with uh, CP in my book. Um, it's just it's just fun. It's fun to watch him here. Uh, Mike has some pretty matchups this week, um, and he's officially benched uh, Robert Woods. Man, it just I'm, – I'm personally shocked that Bobby Trees is having such a tough start to the year. I expected him to, to ball out. I, I really did. Um, but it's just his floor is is just scary right now. Uh, Corey does not have matchups that are really great here. It'll be interesting to see how Kyler does versus the Rams. Um, I do expect Tyreek Hill to bounce back in a big way versus Philly. Um, obviously, Corey has a big shot here. Um, but just with his matchups, I just can't get past this. Um, so I'm going to say Mike uh, in my upset of the week. I know this is Corey is barely favored. Um, they're very similar. Uh, when I was actually looking, I picked Mike, um, just went and looked at the pick em. Mike, Corey, Stevens, and myself are the only teams to have picked Mike, so I don't feel too bad about picking him as my upset of the week, but it's not exactly going out on some crazy limb. Um, there was just one I wasn't comfortable going any farther with. Kobe versus Brendan. Um, I really wanted to pick Kobe, but his matchups are just awful. Um, Steelers get TJ Watt back. Ravens are coming off an embarrassing game versus the Lions. Brendan has great matchups. Josh Allen versus Houston. David Montgomery versus Detroit. All of his wide receivers, except for Calvin Ridley, have plus matchups. So I'm going to go Brendan here. Um, I think he's going to start a little winning streak here. This is my lock of the week. Lock it in. Brendan over Matt. Julian versus Jeff. I really wanted to pick Julian. <coughs> Excuse me, sorry. <clears throat> but I just can't. Um, even with King Henry set to destroy the Jets, I'm just not sure that he's got the defensive firepower here to hang with Jeff. I'm going to go Jeff wins here. And the last matchup, Walt versus Kellen. Walt's pretty banged up. Uh, Lamar had a little back injury pop up, but since then he's kind of been taken off the, the list here. Um, Daryl Henderson is back, so that helps. <coughs> Sorry, fellas. <clears throat> been at the dance with the kids all night. A little rough. I'm not sure, not really sure what shape Daryl Henderson will be in, but Callen's been fairly healthy since his early season rash of injuries, and I think he's going to win this one. Um, and as the uh, Walt baby love likes it, I think Walt's going to get buried into a mattress here. Callen wins. All right. I'm not sure if we're going to have any other segments this week. Uh, Walt Baby Love talked about having one, um, and I'm not sure if anybody else will. So I will hang on to this for a little bit and uh, post it whenever I know. So you guys have a, a good one here, and good luck in week four. Music for the grown and sexy never sounded better. This is J. Walt Baby Love.
Yeah, what is happening, my brothers from other mothers? This is your host with the most, Walt Baby Love, coming, yeah, at you with the HFFL Week 4 Fantasy Picks. Before we get to the picks, I want to once again give a big congratulations to Coach Jules for receiving the grant for his St. Louis Sharks from the Detroit Pussycats. Jules received some great praise from his fellow league mates in the group meet chat. Here are some of the praises he had received. Kobe wrote, congratulations, man. That's no joke. Ryan wrote, that's awesome, man. Congrats. Go Sharks. Jimbo wrote, attaboy. Scott wrote, that's awesome. Congrats, Julian. Well deserved. Corey wrote, awesome, Julian. Congrats. And then Mike wrote, that's awesome, and congratulations, brother. Now, this would have been a perfect compliment. However, Mike went on to write, but fuck the Lions. We are the closest high school in the state to their practice and management facilities. Reach out every year and get no answer in return. What the fuck? Come on, Mike. Not everything has to be centered around you. It's okay, man. Others can have the spotlight once in a while. It's not a bad thing, I promise. Just celebrate our brother's jewels. No need for anything extra. Be cool, my brother. Don't be a douche. Now let's get to Walt Baby Love's week three results. Baby Love whiffed on the game of the week and the upset pick of the week by taking the shade for both of those. Ouch, what a self-centered douche pick. Right, Mike? While Baby Love did nail, yeah, his lock, stock, and smoking barrels pick of the week with the Kamar adds 10 pounds over the Grammaticas. The Kamar's getting in the win column was inevitable and gross. The Grammaticas losing again was also inevitable and not really a surprise. Baby Love was 1-2 in his picks and is once again failing as a weekly picker. Baby Love can't even remember his offensive and defensive stud and dud picks from last week. The picks were offensive to the players that were picked as duds and for the ones that were picked as studs, I believe they flopped. Baby Love does struggle with picking studs, which is not all that bad as, as Walt Baby Love is better at picking the ladies. But Baby Love struggles at picking duds too as players have been taking offense to the dud label and showing out. Let's just face it, Walt Baby Love doesn't know shit. But without further ado, here are the week four fantasy picks. In the first matchup, it will be between the Roll Tide and the Snowmen. This game should be interesting as both teams are coming in at the same two-in-one clip. The Roll Tide has Matty Ice, Chris Carson, Cream, yeah, Hunt, Tyler Lockett, and having favorable matchups as well. But Zeke and Walla the Baller have tough matchups. Also, with inconsistent play from his D-line and his pounds, it may spell T-R-O-U-B-L-E for the Roll Tide. 
The Snowman has some favorable matchups as well with a stronger wide receiver corp and a stronger defense in the Roll Tide. There will be a deep freeze for the Roll Tide this week with the Snow Peas winning in Walt Baby Loves Game of the Week. The Snow Peas win. The next matchup will be between the Identity Crisis and the Shade. The Shade got off to a strong start on Thursday and the Shade has been swinging the D with their D-line and pound play. With some tough matchups on Identity Crisis's schedule, it will be hard for the Identity Crisis to remain undefeated. In this week's Walt Baby Loves Upset Special of the Week, the Shade wins. In the last matchup between Kobe and Make My Team Great Again, Walt Baby Love is going to go out on a huge, yeah, limb. Both of these teams have been struggling and will most likely be hovering around the dungeon of the league. Look out for those cave trolls. It is time, though. Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones are going to combust, and, and A-Rob will stymie the Pussycats for his breakout game of the season. Pair this with some above-average D. Yeah, from the Kobe and make my team great again, we'll have to wait for another campaign to try to get in the win column. And Walt Baby loves Lock, Stock, and Smoking Barrels pick of the week, the Kobe's win. Baby Love also has the Jedi over the kid. The Kamar adds 10 pounds over the trust the process. Running backs matter over the grammaticas. River rats over trash trunk. Sorry, brothers, no more studs and duds as I have missed the short bus on this one and have been laying those eggs. But as always, I want you all to stay classy, stay sexy, stay safe. And as always, love, peace, and chicken grease. What's up, HFFL? Welcome to another uh, week of Jedi Corner. Yes, you heard it. Oops, I did it again. I talk trash, and Christian McCaffrey gets hurt. Hopefully he's not out for, you know, the rest of the season or anything like that. But uh, we'll see if I can manage a couple weeks against some uh, weak opponents, weaker opponents. I kind of got lucky on this one. So we'll see how this works out. Um, but I apologize to all the fantasy football gods that I pissed off last week after I talked crap to Brendan, um, because clearly they did not like what I have to say and basically all my running backs are hurt. So we'll see what we can do. Anyway, we'll get started with this week. So fantasy pick'em pool. All right. Jimmy and trust the process. Corey both got seven last week. Uh, I call BS cause they didn't pick an upset and I did. So I scored six. So Jimmy's in the lead with 16, Corey at 15, and then a number of us at 13, me, Walt Baby Love, uh, Trash Trunk, and Roll Tide. Oh, nope, Roll Tide has 12. So um, us three have, thir- four have, yeah, us three have 13. Jesus can't talk today. Um, so look up to make that ground this week. Uh, this week, 
the very first game, the Jedi against the kid. Uh, even though every single one of my running backs is hurt, I still think that my team's strong enough to beat the kid, even though he is actually favored in this matchup this week, according to uh, MFL. So I think the Jedi pulled it out, but, you know, lower, low scoring game. Next game, Kamara adds 10 pounds. Trust, trust the process. Um, man, Corey made the pod. Probably not going to work. You know, he, he was talking crap all he could. I understand it. And this is going to be a trouncing. Uh, my lock of the week is Kamara adds 10 pounds over trust process. Asymptomatica Grammaticas against running backs matter. I think that uh, although he lost his first game of the year last week, I think running backs matter gets back on track and he takes the game over Asymptomatica Grammaticas. Make my team great again against Kobe. Uh, I think make my team great again wins. Kobe's pretty weak this season, hasn't scored a lot of points. Even when Aaron and Aaron play well, he still doesn't win. He had that one good week, uh, one high-scoring week, but the other week's just been you know pretty bad. So make my team great again gets the victory here. Trash Trunk get drunk against the SJ River Rats. Um, I mean, let's be real. Julian wins it here. He just won $32,000 for his team. So um, whether he wins or loses this game, he, he wins in life. So Trash Trunk get, getting drunk gets the job done. But, hey, you don't have $32,000 for your football team, Trash Trunk. So uh, Julian wins anyway. The Shade against Fire Up Irish Tigers. As I have said... Uh, I always pick an upset, okay, so even in my picks, I pick an upset, so this is going to be it, the Shade, with his defense, is going to beat Fire Up Irish Tigers, who's undefeated right now, by the way, so let's go, Walt, baby love, get it done, start the right guys, let's do this, and lastly, the Barrow Snowmen against the Roll Tide, Barrow Snowmen, going to win another game, uh, probably not going to be very close, Hopefully the Roll Tide can score some points, maybe get the upset here, but I don't see that happening. Barrel Snowmen win. Uh, looking at what I feel is going to be the game of the week, I kind of feel like the game of the week, you know, to, there isn't very many good matchups this week. I think the game of the week becomes running backs matter and asymptomatic or grammaticas. Uh, could be an important game for them, one of these two teams to make the playoffs and their playoff hopes. So, uh, like I said, it could be an important game for that. If if Mike loses another game, he could be in trouble here. So uh, we'll see how that game turns out. Uh, well, it was nice to have you all back. I know it was a super short uh, segment this week, but I totally forgot about it until Jimmy texted me this morning. So hope you all have a good week. Good luck. And uh, we'll um, you'll hear from me next week. See you guys.